everyone, and welcome back to Let's Face Reality with Bravo. Today's going to be another solo recap. As I've said before, Susan is on a bachelorette trip, so I'm going to be doing these episodes by myself. There wasn't really much that happened for her to, for me to bother her during this trip and do it with me. She did bring her microphone though, like the good sister. And so anyways, we are recapping Miami season six, episode 11, Invites Only. So it does start out with like little snippets of what the ladies are doing. And we first start with seeing Lisa with her daughter and her daughter's asking her for some fruits. She gets her some blueberries and I, oh guys, Lisa just has the cutest little kids. I can't, I can't. If I had those kids, I would be all up on them all the time. I would constantly be taking them out, staying busy with them. I don't know how Lisa isn't giving herself the time to just delve into what she has with her children they're not going to be this tiny for so long and once they get older she's going to have a lot of regrets and I just feel that but we see Larson Marcus they're picking up her daughter Sophia from the airport Alexia's packing up her closet and Frankie just keeps talking about how his mother has thousands of purses in there and he doesn't know how she's going to pack it all and now we get Marisol she's at her house with her husband he sets up the cabanas which she says will actually be changing rooms because she's going to have a party at her house like some bazaar party where she's having people come and sell jewelry, shoes, clothing. At, it seems like a lunch type of thing. And Marisol just talks about how Nicole had her in a minefield at that Mamacita brunch. And she just doesn't want to be frustrated or irritated at her own party in her home. So she doesn't want Nicole to ruin it, which is basically her indicating that she's not inviting Nicole to this. And so we see her stepsons come out. They seem very sweet. They join them. And Marisol does admit that at 49, she did want to have a baby again. But she went and she saw that there was one egg left that was the size of a raisin. So basically she had no chance. But now with her new husband, she walked into this very nice situation where she just decided to take on this role of a big sister. She doesn't want to call herself a mom. And she says that they're very solid kids and they, the good kids really do exist. Which I believe that. I feel like they seem very, you know, they have a good head on their shoulders. They seem very sweet with Marisol. And she says that she has met their mother and their mother is very sweet as well. So she raised them well. And we see that actually Marisol's bringing, oh my God, a medium to her house because Marisol believes in that stuff to cleanse her house of any dark spirits. She says that she 100% got her intuition gift from her mother. And the flashback they show us of, is of Larsa pre-surgery of uh, Marisol's mother telling Larsa that she, all Larsa worries about is men. And Larsa just goes, no, I worry about my children. And her mother goes, no, you worry about men, uh, which is true. I mean, f- fast forward now, that's all Larsa was caring about. So anyways, the medium ends up coming in. He basically tells her that he was happy in the front of her house, but once he gets to the back of the house, there's dark energy. And it turns out that that's actually the room that Marisol spends the most time in. My red flags are ringing because Marisol, you know, Adriana's the one who said that Leah, was it Leah Black? She said that Marisol's the one that goes to this lady to get voodoo dolls on people. So I believe it's Marisol who's the dark spirit. So anyways, he cleanses the dark energy. He tells her it'll take a few weeks for it to go away. And so we go to Gertie's house. And Gertie makes these moaning noises where they make it seem like something inappropriate's happening. But it's actually Russell just scratching her back, you know, post-surgery. And we see that Julia and Nicole are coming to visit. They bring her coffee, some sweets, a gift, and flowers. And the ladies arrive. They hang with Gertie in bed. And Gertie just tells them that she wants some tea. She wants to know what's going on. But that she's also having some, you know, sharp pains. She's still a bit sore since her surgery. And she's just waiting for her pathology results. She's hoping that she doesn't have to go in and get surgery again. And Nicole just kind of brings up that she's very desensitized to these things. But when it comes to your own friends, it's still really hard to talk about and to, you know, 
anything with these situations, you know, you just start to worry about it. You forget because, you know, when you're in the hospital, you're around people that you're not related to or close to. So it doesn't affect you in that same way compared to when it's someone that is dear and near to your heart. But Nicole explains that she was frustrated because she did try to make a very thoughtful lunch for everyone. But Marisol and Alexia are just stuck on the fact that they think Nicole set them up, which she clearly didn't. And Nicole says that she'll be very pissed off if Adriana just doesn't like, what is it? She doesn't own it. And I would be too. If Nicole, if Adriana doesn't own it, I will cancel Adriana myself because Nicole is now in this pit of fire that she, she doesn't have to, she's having to crawl herself out of something she didn't even cause. So Julia even seems to get frustrated with Adriana for throwing Nicole under the bus. And Julia is making it her mission to try to clear Nicole's name. But we see that Gertie receives a text message from Marisol in this group chat inviting everyone but Nicole to her festive boozy soiree. And Nicole just gets her feelings hurt and she starts to tear up when she's saying that she just doesn't need friends like this. She doesn't want negativity in her life and she doesn't want friends that keep saying bad things about her. She wants friends who hype her up and girls who think the best of her. And she feels like these girls are using this as an excuse to just ice Nicole out. So Julia explains that she has info about Adriana and Anna and Alexia and she will make sure to have everyone know that Nicole was not involved in this. So Nicole says that it just doesn't matter because Alexia and Marisol want to believe that Nicole did this and she's right. They they wanted a reason to. Them playing all nice with Nicole in the beginning was just for show, but they really flipped back on her so quickly. I don't get how they would do that to her so fast. But, sorry, I'm trying to take a sip of the last thing of my, my little blended caramelizer drink that I have. So anyways, we go to Lisa. She's taking her son to the bank. This was such an adorable scene too. And her son, her son is wearing blue, the same color as the bank. And she asks her son if he planned it. I mean, girl, you're the one who's obviously dressing him. But he throws his mom under the bus and tells her that she did that to him. And they come into the bank because she wants to open an account for her son. He's apparently been saving money for, for a few years. And he has this cute, cool bang with the passcode in it to secure his money. And he unlocks it by covering. He covers himself putting the passcode in from the camera people. And he does admit to the bank, te- bank teller that he does have a fake $100 bill in there with some Chinese letters in the back. And Lisa just starts explaining to her son that he has to work hard for his money. And he needs to save it very well. But like. Who is Lisa to go and give her son advice? She doesn't even take it herself. She's the one who's spending 10K on Instacart, knowing that she's not about to have this money to spend and knowing that it's not really as much her money anymore to spend that much. But we did learn that she actually worked at Dairy Queen. And when she tells her son that, he goes, did you get fired? And she says no. But he tells her, like, why would you leave an ice cream shop? He would have loved to work at an ice cream shop. But trust me, son, when you get older, you will realize these are not the jobs that you want. But Lisa does explain that because she was middle class, she's been working since she was 13, even though it doesn't seem like it whatsoever, because it does seem like she lost the drive that she used to have. Uh, Obviously, she does admit it's because she got comfortable when she married Lenny. And she does give the example, like, she does say that, you know, she went from being super rich and she got it taken away from her so quickly. So she says that she also had other jobs like being a babysitter and she worked at Aldo and Foot Locker and she was a go-go dancer and she worked at Hooters as well, which I never would have thought Lisa would be a Hooters girl. But we end up seeing that Logan actually saved $443.47. He's such a smart little boy. I could tell this boy's going to be very smart. I just hope he doesn't get the personality of his father. 
So we go into this next scene where Larsa's having dinner with Marcus and her daughter, Sophia. And I don't know if it's just me, but I feel like Sophia's body language tells me she's very uncomfortable with Marcus being there, especially now that we know she's living with her father. So obviously I feel like she hears her father saying things or maybe her father, maybe, I don't know. I doubt he doesn't, he seems more mature than Larsa. Maybe complains about it to his daughter. Or maybe she just gets, she maybe overhears her, her dad saying things. But Larsa does explain that Sophia loves being in L.A. So she did move in with her dad now because she wants to go to school there. Or is it that Sophia is weirded out by her mother's relationship with Marcus? I feel like that's the real reason. Not that she just loves L.A. I feel like she doesn't want to live with her mother and her mother's boyfriend. Because none of Larsa's kids live with her. None of them. Ever since she started dating Marcus, we never see her boys around either. So that, that gives it off as well. But we do see that production does ask Larsa if Scotty's uncomfortable with Marcus around her kids. But all she says is that they don't talk about it. And I don't. Be- I just don't believe what comes out of Larsa's mouth. I do believe that Scotty's given her a couple words and she doesn't want to come out with that. But she does ask her daughter if she's good with having Marcus stay over. And her daughter just stays quiet. And her daughter just ends up saying, yeah, I mean, it would be Marcus. I'd want you to be with him. He's fun. And it just seemed fake because the way her daughter looked at her was like, oh, no, I don't like him being here, but I'm just going to say whatever you want me to because I know I'll get my ass beat on camera if I don't, okay? That, that's what it comes out as. But, okay, so Larsa gets into a financial conversation with her daughter, and basically she admits that she gives her daughter $2,500 to spend a month, and her daughter says that her she ended up going over that or her card stopped working because she like tried to go over the limit or something like that. So she explains to Sophia she needs to be good with her money. And Marcus just kind of tells her, like, just, you know, spend the 2500 every time because that $500 is not going to go into the new month. And Larsa looks at him like, do not give my daughter this type of advice. And Larsa explains that her daughter gets along with Marcus so well that anytime her daughter doesn't want to go to a specific restaurant, she'll text Marcus and tell him, hey, Marcus, I don't want to go to this restaurant. Can you tell mom to go to this one instead? And then obviously that just kind of shows that Larsa listens to Marcus over her own kids. If her daughter has to text Marcus just to change the location that they're going to. But this part kind of annoyed me because Larsa does say that she doesn't feel like her kids are spoiled, but Marcus tells her that her kids are privileged, just like he grew up privileged, but he's not spoiled. And then a producer looks at them and they're like, Larsa, your kids fly private jet. And she goes, well, yeah, they do. And Marcus ends up admitting, guys, that apparently his dad owns a private jet, so he never flew or even knew what a commercial flight was till he was 16 years old. What kind of life are these people living? They are living such a different life than us. I mean, I've never ridden a private jet before. The most I've done is just ride business class. When my dad used to work in Dubai, his company would always only make us fly business. So for, what was it, like around four years or something, we were constantly everywhere we'd go, we'd fly business class. And it was a great experience. I loved it. It's just a private jet? Isn't it so expensive just to charter a, pli- a private jet? Do they, what, cost you by the hour or something or by the mileage? How does that work? And I'm out here drinking black coffee and it's 64, 6.54 p.m. I really hope I'll be able to sleep tonight. We're just going to hope that my magnesium pill and my D3 will kind of balance it out because they always say take magnesium and D3 at night. It's always the best thing. And I've been trying to get back into paleo. I do paleo like three to four times a week. Instead, I did it consecutively for three months straight because I was trying to make my health better. I was going through some health issues and it really 
guys, I'm telling you, if you're to do anything, don't do keto. Don't do all these other weird diets that they have. Just go paleo. Paleo is basically, it's natural. It's just the food that was initially placed on earth. Any of those. So protein, um, carbs, well, not refined carbs, just anything that's healthy, saturated fats, stuff like that. I mean, you guys know, why am I giving a paleo education on a freaking recap episode? What am I talking about? But yeah, I do go paleo at times. If you guys are ever struggling with any health issues with your, uh, whether it's with your gut, hormones, you know, woman problems, anything like that, go paleo and it will solve all of your problems. And I know it's very difficult, but you will see the results after three months. Okay. All right, we're done with this topic. Let's get back into the show. So we're now at Alexia. She's touring this new apartment. And she takes Frankie with her because apparently Todd is out on a vacation with his daughters. He likes to have some daddy-daughter time. And I thought that was actually pretty cute. I like that Todd really puts forth a lot of work towards his relationship with his children. So they go through this place. But it's clearly a lot smaller than the current condo apartment that Alexia is living in. But it has a very beautiful oceanfront view. And basically, when while they're touring through the rooms... The bedrooms are a little too small for Frankie. He doesn't like it. She does admit that he's very spoiled in that aspect. But the bedrooms do come with balconies. And there was a bathtub in one of the bedrooms. And those are things that Alexia doesn't want in her place. Especially when looking for a good bedroom that's suitable for Frankie. Because, you know, he has special needs. And she worries. She doesn't want him to fall out the balcony. Or, you know, have any situations where anything dangerous could happen if she leaves him alone at the apartment. And I don't blame her. I mean, you have to... You have to be very wary with them. Um, I mean, I have a special needs sister, so we always have to be very cautious with more than if we wouldn't have had her, especially when she's at home with us or if my parents travel and I'm, you know, staying here and watching over her. You know, you got to take a lot of drastic measures. So I don't blame Alexia for being very nitpicky with this lady. But we do come to find out that apparently this apartment is more than how much she's currently paying for hers while it's also smaller. So I don't even think this one's worth it for them to spend that much money on it. But it makes me feel like this is the one that Alexia is going to settle for. Because I always feel like the ones that they show is what they end up picking. But uh, yeah, so nothing really much happened there. So we're going to go into basically Marisol finishing preparing for this party that she has going on I love the color pink that she chose it's like a baby pink with all the flowers and designs and did I hear it correctly did Marisol say she spent like $50,000 on the flowers is that even worth it they're gonna die unless it's for a wedding I feel like it's not worth for someone to spend that much money on freaking flowers but it does seem very extremely hot and humid there I'm assuming they what was this going on during like May or something like that why why do they not film Miami during the winter time. That's actually very weird. Sorry. I'm trying to finish my drink, guys. Okay, I think I've officially finished it. So we're done with the slurping noises. So anyway, so Marisol does explain that she worked very hard to do this. And they do show a flashback to her patent group when she worked there because she said it reminded her of her time when she worked for her business and she was constantly just preparing and planning events. And she did have very extravagant events in the earlier seasons. So Alexia, Alexia is obviously the first to arrive. And as Marisol is greeting her, she tells her that she needs Alexia to be her mouthpiece because of how tired she is. To which Alexia just tells her that, as usual, huh? And so Alexia tells Marisol that she still got it. And she's the best at decorating and making these events happen. And then Julia arrives. But I 
guys, what was Julia wearing? That was the most horrendous outfit I've ever seen. So Julia walks in. It's very awkward. And you could tell that, you know, production had told Julia, you need to have this conversation. So Julia just walks into this very uncomfortable, weird. She barely says anything. She's just kind of staring from afar at everyone. And she just doesn't know how to play it cool, I guess. She doesn't even say hi to the lady. She walks in. She just stares at them. She literally just stares and she goes, uh, hi, hi, hi. And Kiki goes, it's us, Julia. Hello. And Alexia is just like, are you not going to say hi to us? And Julia snaps out of it. And she finally goes. She greets everyone. She hugs Marisol. And Kiki goes and tells everyone that she has a show next week for Miami Fashion Week. And it started her model, like basically since she started her modeling career, Kiki's been doing swimsuit modeling and her first time modeling was actually in the swimsuit industry. So she just wants all the ladies to attend and support her. And Julia also says that she's going to be walking a runway as well for a brand called Sean, Shan, something like that. And it's going to be Julia's first show in 20 plus years. You go, Julia. I'm so proud of you. But we see that Lars is actually sick, so she won't be here at Marisol's event. And Kiki asks if Nicole's coming, which was very intentional. So Marisol clears the air that what Nicole did was a lot, so she did not invite her. So then we see Julia trying to insinuate that, like, you guys don't think Adriana's behind this at all? But Marisol says that Adriana was too uncomfortable at that brunch for her to be behind it. Girl, if Adriana was the one that was the most uncomfortable, wouldn't that mean that Adriana is the one that caused all this? I feel like the comfortable people are going to be the ones who had nothing to do with it, right? It's like when a when a, a FBI agent's trying to find the guilty criminal, they're going to obviously suspect the person that's uncomfortable during the the meetup and the questioning, not the person that's sitting there very comfortable One leg over the other, just sitting there answering their questions very clearly. I don't know. Am I the only one to think that? But we get Adriana walking in as as Alexia goes, Nicole thinks that she has the highest IQ. So you know what? You have the highest IQ. You knew who Anna is and you brought her here. And and uh, Adriana comes in and says hi to everyone. She goes, can I not say how beautiful the event is? Can someone talk to me? Hello. And so they all say hi to Adriana. And then Gertie comes in and they ask how she's doing. And they're like, oh, Gertie, you just got back from your surgery. How are you doing? And Gertie's body language just says it all. You could tell that she got some bad news before this. Because when they ask if she's good, Gertie just kind of brushes it off. She kind of ignores their questions and just goes, eh, yeah, sure. Sure, yeah, it's all good. And so Marisol goes and explains to all the ladies, now that they're all here, except for Lisa, that there's skincare, clothes, jewelry, and it's like a bazaar. And Adriana goes in her confessional and gives some shady comment where she's, she says, Marisol is doing what she does best, using her PR contacts to buy friends. It's working. Haha. <laughs> okay, Adriana, you would be doing the same thing, but you don't have the money to plan yourself an event like this. So now all the ladies, they're here, except for Lisa, of course. And Kiki repeats to everyone that she's throwing this party after the swim week. So it's like an after party in a way to invite all the ladies to come as well for her fashion, like for the fashion show that she's going to be in. And she says that she's always there to support everyone. So Kiki is excited for ones for everyone to be there and support her. And I don't know why her saying that made me feel like someone is not going to be there to support her. So it might be causing a conflict between Kiki and someone. So now they're back on the topic of the Mother's Day brunch and about Anna coming or Anna. And Alexia goes, I feel like Nicole brought her in to antagonize Marisol. 
And Julia just yells at everyone like, come on, guys, listen, listen, listen. I want everyone listen to me. And she says that she feels Nicole is getting pitted for something she didn't do. And then we see Nicole. I mean, Julia, she looks at Adriana to come clean like Adriana, come on. You could say it. And Adriana just starts speaking French with Julia, like basically telling her, stop it. Stop it. Don't do this here. Don't do this now in front of everyone. And in her confessional, Adriana explains that her and Julia are like Thelma and Louise. But right now, she feels like Julia wants Adriana to go down this cliff alone. And we get Kiki trying to understand this because she's confused. So she's like, I'm confused, guys. Can somebody explain to me what's going on? What's happening? And Adriana says, fine. And then she kind of admits it. She doesn't even admit it. She just goes, I invited Anna with Nicole's blessing. Okay, but like you got Nicole's blessing, but Nicole had no idea what your intention was with bringing Anna. All you told her was that you're bringing her. Nicole had no idea why you were bringing her or for what reason. So why, like, oh God, I don't know. Adriana's just annoying me again. I started the season out liking her again and now she's getting on my bad side, but... We get Adriana telling Alexia that she's the one being a hypocrite and she brought Anna because after seeing Alexia go off on Lisa, she thought that Anna would be the right one to tell Alexia that she's being a hypocrite, which isn't true because she actually wanted Anna to come to exploit Alexia's financial situation with Todd. That's why she brought her, but she won't come clean about that. So Adriana just lied again, okay? That's what I just caught her doing. So basically, Julia brings up that they need to admit Nicole wasn't involved, but Alexia just doesn't want to believe it at this point. She doesn't want to believe that it's not Nicole's fault. And so production presses Alexia, like, why are you fired up towards Nicole so much, but not Adriana? And Alexia goes and explains that Adriana is being typical Adriana, and Marisol says that she's tired of being angry at Adriana because Adriana is just an asshole 24-7. But Marisol says that she's never trusted Nicole, and now this gave her, this proved to her why she never trusted Nicole to begin with. And we see Adriana say that she decided to take the blame and they're still mad at Nicole. So Adriana's happy. She laughs about it in her confessional. And now Lisa finally walks in two hours later and she says that she's holding in a lot of anger. It's clearly all towards Alexia. And Lisa tells everyone that she's saving the best for last because she's the star and Alexia tells her that she's going to have to compete with her for that. So we see Lisa ask Gertie if she's good and she looks great. But Gertie goes, uh, yeah, yeah, I guess everything's good. I guess we're good. And Lisa and Alexia, they just, they, Lisa goes and sits next to Alexia and she gives her a hug, but she says something about like, oh, you know, uh, Alexia, I do love you and stuff, but you always just talk behind my back. And Alexia goes, no, I don't talk behind your back. I say the truth. I am honest. I don't go talk behind your back. I don't, I don't go spread rumors. And then Lisa just explains to Alexia that her delivery is very aggressive with her and that offends Alexia and she goes I don't like you telling me that my delivery is aggressive or that I'm being rude when I'm just being honest to you and I'm trying to help you and be a friend which I mean it was aggressive but let's be honest Alexia was honestly truly trying to be a good friend to Lisa she was giving her advice advice that people who don't care about Lisa are not going to give her she's basically telling her if you keep driving Lenny's car Lenny's going to find more reasons to build an accusation against you, even if you didn't do it. If you keep using Lenny's money, Lenny's going to keep exploiting you online and making it seem like you're an unfit mom, buying things that you don't need. So she's giving her all this advice to help Lisa move on past this Lenny situation and to be better than this and to not show Lenny that she needs him. But Lisa's just failing at this. And she doesn't want to take the advice. And Lisa just likes to be defensive the entire time. And Marisol then also tries to explain that everything Alexia told her about Lenny was for her safety and not to come out, not to come at her. And I mean, 
Alexia tries to say it too, like, I just want what's best for you. But Alexia asks Lisa why she's being so defensive, which annoys Lisa even more. And then Lisa goes and tells Alexia to be calm, which then annoys Alexia as well. And they just, they start going at it. And Alexia tells Lisa that she came in with an attitude and she doesn't want to be reprimanded as her friend. And they're just doing this pity party and she's done doing a pity party for Lisa and everyone's done with it. And she doesn't want to baby her through this anymore because Lisa needs to move past it and like shut this Lenny thing down. And we see Lisa shut down Alexia and tell her that it's her turn to talk and she wants to be able to confront everything. And they just, they keep going back and forth. They go back and forth. And production does this really cool, funny edit. Not really funny, but like this edit showing Gertie is is done with this. She can't handle it anymore. Gertie's uncomfortable. She's triggered. She's upset and annoyed. And Gertie just kind of tells everyone. She she stops everyone. She goes, guys, stop it. Cut it out. I'm leaving. I'm leaving. Goodbye. I'm leaving. And then when Marisol hears this, Marisol tries to shut all the ladies down to shut them up and tell them, guys, Gertie's leaving. Like, pay attention to her. And Gertie just kind of explodes at them, explodes at them and tells her that she can't. And she ends up telling everyone that this is ridiculous. And she goes, oh, and I lied to you all. I need a second surgery. I'm not doing better. My pathology results came back and everyone just stops. They stop fighting. They pay attention to Gertie. And they kind of like freak out too. But I feel like Alexia was affected by this a lot. And Julia too. Alexia's like, no, no, Gertie, we're so sorry. Please don't do this. And they all walk out with Gertie. But we see Kiki and Lisa, they stay at the table And Lisa just makes a comment about how she knows how to empty a crowd. And they just really wish well for Gertie. And some of them start crying with her. And they walk her out to the car. And Alexia gives her this big hug. And they just feel very bad for her. And Gertie just wants them all to fix their petty issues. She tells them that they're letting their egos get in the way. And none of these fights even matter. They're fighting over stupid things that they're going to not care about in the next year. And she tells them, like, if they really care about Gertie that they need to all put this to the side, make amends with Nicole, and move on. But Alexia says that she understands Gertie wants them to move on, but she doesn't know if she can, and she's going to have to meet up with Nicole to see what's going to happen with them in the coming future. So that's how we left off this episode. You know, not much to cover in there, but we got the gist of it. It was pretty good. We had a pretty good Miami episode here. So hope you guys enjoyed. Don't forget to follow us on Spotify and Apple Podcasts. You know, rate, review. Leave us some feedback, please, whether it's positive or negative. I really want to give you guys the best that, you know, that you need for your recaps. If you want me to delve into specific things, I would love to do that. And we will be on YouTube very soon. We are ordering our cameras this week and we're going to be working it out so we can have you guys on here or have you guys watch us there. So, yeah, enjoy your weekend and we are signing off.